Hello, everyone. Um, welcome to the next SAP Concur Conversations podcast. In this episode, we'll be looking at the global business travel industry, uh, what's happening right now, and to try and look to the future with our very own crystal ball. Joining me today, I'm really happy to introduce two experts. Um, firstly, Tony Begetrick, who's the sales director for BCD, and also Darren McGarvey, who's the director of travel partnerships at SAP Concur. Hi. Welcome, both of you. Um, Tony, um, just to start with you, can you tell us a bit about yourself, your role, um, BCD, and also your top tip for surviving multiple video calls during the working day? Um, thank you very much. Yeah, Alistair. Um, Tony McGettrick, i um, father of two gorgeous daughters. Um, I uh, do the odd triathlon. Uh, so I'm a cyclist, I'm a driver and a pedestrian. And depending on what mode I'm in, I hate each one of them. Uh, so I'm a bit of a mutt when it comes to that. I'm, um, I've been in the industry now for over 40 years, having started in the leisure side and working for the famous uh, Freddie Laker uh, before going on to working for Thomas Cook, Hob Robinson, um, Expedia Corporate Travel, um, Carlson and, and a few more. So I started life in leisure before I moved into corporate back in the uh, the late 80s, early 90s. In terms of responsibility, uh, I'm uh, responsible for new business within BCD Travel and also to help support retentions where and when they happen. Uh, the company BCD, um, fantastic organization. I've been with this organization for over 14 years now with an inspirational leader. Um, we've been around for about 45 years. We're in now in 109 countries around the world. Um, and our, our mantra is making most of what you spend in corporate travel. Uh, our vision is to be the most creative and trusted travel management company in the world. Um, and our focus is fundamentally in partnership, making life simple and also bringing innovation as and when it arrives into the corporate workspace. Um, the answer to your question on multiple video calls, I heard um that it's a good idea to turn off your self-view because it's absolutely exhausting staring at your picture all day long and i have actually sat staring at myself all day long on a variety of calls and uh it isn't great uh, even though i'm a stunning looking individual it's, uh, it's something i want to stare at all day um i'd also say that um i'd like to encourage people to do 25 minute calls or 55 minute calls so at least you can't join a new call and say, I'm sorry, I've, I was delayed on the previous one. And an absolute no-no is, sorry, I'm on mute. Or um, can you see the screenshot I've just shared with you? Words to effect, they are no-nos. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks a lot, Tony. And yes, some, some really good tips. And actually on the um, 25 and 55 minute uh, meetings, um, SAP's actually introduced that as well. So we've any new meetings we book, uh, reduced by five minutes, which is really good. Um, so, Daryl, over to you. Thanks, Alistair. Thanks, Tony. So, yeah, my name is Daryl McGarvey. I've been with Conquer for, I guess, four years or so now coming up, uh, having spent 15 years or so in the TMC space before that. And actually, that's when Tony and I first met back in the days of Expedia Corporate Travel before it rebranded Agencia. That was my first foray into the world of travel. And I think, do you know what? I, I came from an IT background. And you know very quickly in the world of business travel that you, know, you, you feel like you're part of a family. You feel like you're part of something really special. And, then, and so the people I've known in travel aren't just you know, partners or colleagues, they're friends. And so you know, when, when you see what's going on in the world of business travel at the moment, it, it has a real 
emotional pull. Mm-hmm. I likened it on a call this week to watching your house burn down from the top of a hill. Because here we are at SAP Conquer supporting our, our travel partners. Um, and, and so you're watching this going on from a little distance, but equally, you know, feeling that those emotional pulls that every everything you hear about is happening to a friend and somebody you've known for, for many years. So, you know, I, I'll certainly take this opportunity to, uh, to you know, just pass on my support and, and the warmest feelings for everybody involved in the, in the business travel world who might be watching this today. Uh, in terms of my top tip, I mean, Tony hit on the first one. I think that the, the second one for, for video calls is certainly book yourself an hour for lunch. Don't feel guilty about booking an hour out of your diary to refresh and get away from the laptop, close it down. You know, it's important. Otherwise, you find yourself getting, you know, mm-hmm. back-to-back calls all day. Now more than ever, we need to look after ourselves, and certainly an hour for lunch isn't a bad habit to get into in terms of blocking that time out of the diary. Brilliant. Um, great tips as well, Daryl. Thank you very much. Um, right, let's let's get stuck into the meat of this uh, podcast. Um, to kick things off, Tony, um, I want to delve into what you're seeing right now with your customers and if they're travelling or not. I'm trying to I will try not to use too many buzzwords like COVID or the new normal um, during during this session. Um, yeah. But more to the point, what are your customers telling you right now? What are you hearing? Well, they are traveling. That's the good news. Uh, there are some that are traveling. It's somewhat industry specific. Uh, the office I happen to be in at the moment is in Pinewood Studios, which is right in the heart of the entertainment industry and uh, they're filming they there are things going on here where uh, people are filming and therefore traveling as well so there is some uh, some green shoots certainly in the pharma sector as well uh, we're seeing other areas of businesses where people are having to travel for obvious reasons to go find a vaccine um, however that's a small amount of business in the main um, I think it's fair to say that uh, the best markets in the world, probably Asia, are seeing a, about 30% uptake in business um, from where they should be. The rest of the world um, is significantly down. But most of the clients that are talking to us now are having conversations about readjusting their spend because we have to now plan for 2021, 2022 and say, what is your expected turnover guy that should be for next year? Because we have to fix our resources and their resources and the support for next year and beyond. They're asking us to help them with their travel policy because the policies now contain all sorts of extra things like, um, you know, bring your hand sanitizer uh, and these things, you know, are, um, are the norm. Uh, what do you pack? How do you pack? What should you take? Should you have a special passport to go to a certain airport now with a stamp that says you've had a COVID um, test? All of these issues are now uh, new and they're new to policies and they need to be included. Um, same with authorizations. People now are saying we want everybody to uh, get a prior authorization before they travel, um, as well as supporting discounts, um, sorry, not discounts, discussions with refunds. Uh, when we started this uh, pandemic, we had a half a billion dollars of uh, refunds outstanding with our clients. And we had to set up a team to refund that. And a lot of clients didn't even know they had refunds 
to be refunded they weren't even aware of them so um, that was a, a big task and they're asking us now moving forward how we're going to make sure that that uh, process continues of course which uh, we're confirming the different uh, processes and procedures that we're delivering for those clients today so all of those issues fundamentally most people are looking for information um, you know social distancing in if I'm flying to Stockholm what's what's the social distancing rules in Sweden compared to Venezuela to compared to New York um, and we've got to get that kind of information to someone on a desk who happens to be working in Poland or in the UK or in Dubai or in Tokyo and that's quite a challenge and we've had to build uh, various uh, sites within our business so that people can get access to that information but it's that's that's the kind of things that clients are uh, asking us to deliver right now okay um tony um that's really interesting it sounds just so complicated uh with everything that's going on right now and changes on a daily basis um daryl what what are you hearing um from partners and also our customers thanks alistair yeah so we we just published a survey where we, we we've gone across four five hundred corporates uh corporate companies uh, and there were some really interesting learnings that have come out of that survey that I just want to, to highlight. First of all, 91% of those corporates saw travel as essential to the recovery of their business. So as we look to move into 2021 and some of the green shoots that Tony's already alluded to, we're seeing as well, you know, companies are starting to see travel in their business. But actually, if you look at the, the, the traveler themselves, historically, the, the, the stress of travel used to come from around the pre-trip, you know, the booking of the travel, packing, getting yourself there, and then what happened afterwards, perhaps, in terms of getting back and, you know, catching up on your emails and other things. But now, in, in a massive increase, over 50% of travelers now see the trip itself as the, as, as the stress. And that comes from everything that Tony spoke about, the masks and the sanitizers and the guidance and the rules and regulations. But also, you know, over 65% over of travelers pointed to the, the concern about their family more than themselves. That was really interesting to me. 50% or so said they were worried about themselves and their own health, but 65% said they're worried about their families. And so I think that, that duty of care element, making sure travelers feel that they are, you know, well looked after, protected, that the company has wrapped their arms around them, their TMC has wrapped their arms around them, and, and, and the companies like ourselves providing the technology and lots of the key information on trip are doing all that we can to make sure those travelers are feeling, are feeling looked after. Yeah, I'm, I totally agree. And I think the emotional element, even not just in travel, but the whole working from home is, is a very big issue um, at the moment. Um, Alistair, may I just come in there? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Go ahead, Tony. Um, we equally did a survey amongst uh, a significant number of travel managers and duty of care was the number one issue right now. It came far far, far above anything else. Um, and it's to take Daryl's point that it's not just a case of traveling on business, but there's a whole um, a number of issues regarding, am I gonna be safe? How does my family know I'm gonna be safe? And all of those elements that, that come into play that didn't necessarily um, become a, a major focus in, in days gone by back in well, the past, what we're talking, was it January, February this year? So, um, it's, uh, it has become a, a key aspect of, um, of, of travel managers and travellers' lives to ensure that uh, all of those aspects are covered. The, the, the nail on the head is, is the traveller well-being. I think travel, 
is, is, is now and will be for some time quite a lonely experience. We're used to you know, perhaps traveling together with colleagues. Uh, you know, all of a sudden everybody's wearing a mask and nobody's talking to each other anymore. You get to a hotel and you might be the only person sat in the restaurant reading a book on your own. I think it's why we've seen quite a shift towards managed apartments from hotels so that people have a more homely experience while they're traveling. If the restaurant's closed, they can go and buy some food and, and cook it in the apartment. So certainly, Tony, I'm sure you agree, one of the trends we've seen is certainly a, a, a move towards managed apartments rather than hotel stays. That said, Marriott is you know, showing a big, uh, big increase in their, um, in, in their hotel bookings, but still capacity 50% down. Can't even see people smiling anymore. That's the awful thing. Do you find your eyes are getting tired from smiling at people with your eyes rather than your mouth these days? <laughs> I, really I, get, I get more comments these days about what lovely eyes you've got than anything else. So uh, <laughs> There's lovely the wrinkles that we've all got. <laughs> well, yes, I've got plenty of those, unfortunately. <laughs> Um, so thank you both that that's a really great um insight to what's happening right now um but just just to delve into something that you mentioned uh, in in your little piece there tony about uh, getting pre-chip approval i think that there's another element to it and it's something that I, I i saw on bbc breakfast news yesterday um from simon calder the travel editor at the independent he was talking about potential new regulations coming in and i'm talking uk specific but this could resonate across different markets in that um for example if you're flying to new york at the moment you have to self-isolate when you get to america but the uk is looking to bring in that you might self-isolate for 10 days then take a test and then you don't have to self-isolate in new york for example I mean, that sounds like a lot of work for a business trip i mean we can we don't need to talk about the actual um the tourism side of it but is is that viable to do that sort of thing would that get things moving even more do you think tony to you uh, first yes yeah i it's a difficult one to answer because the one thing that we have found is that when we go through any significant crisis in the travel industry and we can look back at a number of crises that have happened uh, over many years the business travel community are the last to travel um, because they have concerns. They have concerns about the safety of their individuals. They have concerns about the convenience of the travel. Uh, so they tend to hold back a little bit more than uh, leisure travelers who will be booking holidays and uh, they, have, they make various commitments and they just go. They'll take a chance. It's their own personal issue and they'll go for it. But corporations can't do that because there are other situations. There's corporate manslaughter issues that you have to take into account. We've talked about duty of care as well. So it is um, it is a concern. It doesn't stop the essential travel. And I think um, where this points to is that if there is a trip that is essential, the corporates and there is information around there now to give you the corporates enough guidance to know what to do but it will put off a lot of other people. And I'm afraid until the magic vaccine turns up, uh, that's the one thing that's going to change the picture entirely. But until that does, then this complex um, and frustrating set of circumstances and procedures one has to go through will continue and it, it, it will put off a number of people from traveling at all. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, Daryl, anything to add to that point? Yeah, thanks, Alistair. And, and so, yeah, absolutely. We, we've seen a huge shift towards 
approval for risk rather than approval for cost. That's not to say, especially in the current climate, that cost isn't a factor. But companies are far more, you know, far far more inclined to approve for risk. It's HR and risk managers who are approving travel before it's even booked, rather than procurement people approving the costs. And, and, and some of our tools certainly are request tool, for example, has COVID maps in, so you can make an, an assessment based on, you know, the three elements that there has to be company confidence, and that's your confidence as, as a company that you want your traveller to travel, but also the company they want to go and see has to be happy to receive them. All the things we talked about already, the traveller themselves has to be, you know, has to be really happy and comfortable that they're, that, that they're making a trip on which they're going to be safe. And also the legislation, government permission as well. And so all of these things have to come together and have to align for a business trip to, to even be, be, be possible. And to Tony's point, I think, ironically, one of the things the, the travel managers and the, and the TMCs and ourselves have been you know, get, trying to get across the years is the need to plan in advance and book in advance. Now, historically, again, that's been a cost-based thing. Book, you know, book three weeks in advance, get better, get better fares. Well, no, actually, it's book as far as advance as possible because then you can take all of the appropriate precautions to either self-isolate before you go or when you get back. So you know, trips are having to be far better planned than perhaps they have been in the, in the past. Brilliant. Daryl and Tony, there's some great information there. Um, I've just got one final question. Um, now that the UK has actually started to, the rollout of the vaccine, how has the travel community res responded? Have you heard anything? And do we think that we'll, we'll, we'll see a massive shift now that even more vaccines have, have, have started to come on stream? Um, Tony, to you first. Well, we found that the initial reaction from most clients um, to be extremely positive. There's a lot more planning going on at the moment. So there's a lot of calls coming into our operations teams to say, um, let's start to plan for trips over the next few weeks and months ahead. So that's very, very positive. But that's not manifesting itself at the moment into real live transactions. It's starting to happen, but it's very, very small. We have found um, one or two clients who have confirmed to us that they're going to have their own private vaccines for their own employees to ensure that their road warriors are all vaccinated and they're ready to travel at, at a moment's notice uh, and that activity has been ongoing with a few companies that have specifically focused on that area so again positive activity but it's not materializing into real um, fundamental travel patterns just yet but the planning stage is there yeah interesting and really interesting that certain companies have gone down that route as well um yeah Daryl, what are you hearing? Yeah, well, if you think back to the end of last year, we were already seeing, uh, you know, COVID-free flights whereby airlines such as Delta and KLM were flying into Amsterdam without any, you know, and making sure everybody in the plane had had a test within 72 hours of boarding and therefore were quarantine-free when they arrived into Amsterdam. So I can see that evolving. You know, it hasn't happened yet, but I think in terms of vaccinated flights in other words everybody in the flight having been vaccinated i'm sure i'm sure airlines will be looking at that uh we shall have to wait and see i, th I think from a, a personal perspective obviously it's it's great news i think you know in, in terms of a blocker to business travel insurance was a big thing you know in, in terms of companies getting their travelers insured to complete international business trips that was certainly a blocker on demand and i'm hoping that the, the vaccination will certainly lead to a you know, better insurance terms, which can in turn drive more business travel. Um, 
Thanks, Daryl. Um, and yeah, I think we've all got our fingers crossed um, with regard to the vaccine and and how things will pan out. So thank you both so very much for your time today. It's been really interesting hearing how the travel industry is responding globally. And I look forward to chatting with you both more on this subject on the in the second and third part of this series. Thank you.